Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. Uh, I don't even know what number this is, but we're, we're in the 20s, I would say. Good. Um, my voice is a little shot, so please forgive me if you hear some like muffled little coughs here. Uh, just I don't know what I picked up in Tennessee. Probably I'm gonna call it allergies, um, but I have uh, just a, my voice gets going. And then we had service tonight, and we sang. And anyway, I don't have a voice left, so <laughs> there it is. But Brother Lee will step in for me because, of course, he's here like always. I'll do my best. He'll cover for me. So. Um, Brother Lee, we had kind of an interesting, uh, very short conversation that I'm hoping you'll elaborate on. Okay. So, <coughs> excuse me, you've been teaching for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. And some of your your kids are no longer kids, and they're growing up, and now they're doing teaching. Why don't, why don't you just kind of tell me what you yeah, were yeah. talking so I, about? So I was looking around and just thinking the other day, and I was looking at some of our teachers, and actually had a, uh, I was talking with uh, the Lozanos uh, the other day. And uh, so Sister Theresa, um, and I was thinking back, and, and uh, so now I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, so I was teaching, it was 1998, I believe, uh, I was teaching the science class here at LCA and at the Christian Academy here at the church. And she was one of my students, okay? And, and so this was what I thought was just kind of kind of cool. So here she was in my, in the seat. She was a senior uh, in my class, and then years kind of went by, and uh, um, and then over the years I end up having her kids in Sunday school. You know, she's got three great kids, and my wife at the began teaching at the school. Um, she taught here, and she's back here teaching again. She ended up having all of her kids in in class. And what I thought was really neat, and I started thinking about it, was uh, so Sister Lozano's doing a great job w- uh, with her other teachers, Sister Liz and, and Sister Abad was in there, um, the toddler class. And, uh, and now I thought it was, what was really cool was uh, my granddaughter, um, who is four years old, is now in Sister Lozano's uh, toddler class where she's teaching Sunday school. And I just thought that, that it was so neat that, um, you know, that it kind of like how it's kind of like evolved, revolved around. Full circle. And, and, the, and you know, and, and so if Sister Lozano's listening to this, the point of all this is that you're getting really old, sister. Ooh, and, I like that point. <laughs> Usually it's us the one yeah, that are being called old. I, I like you're, turning you're, that around. You're joining us. No, it's, it, but she's doing a great job. And uh, I just thought it was so neat. Here it was. She was a young girl. I was teaching her. And now she's teaching my granddaughter and doing a, a fabulous job in that class. And I just thought, you know, that there's something about, um, you know, you, I think when you're going through, there's there's times where you feel like you're not maybe getting through, or or maybe you feel like oh, I'm just gonna, you know, do something else. Maybe this isn't my calling, teaching or getting involved. But you know what? When you see the fruits of the labor down the, down the road, and she's yeah. and, and I'm so excited that my granddaughter's in there, um, and uh, you know, it's in such great hands that it's like you know what God is blessing in so many different ways that I, that I never would have even thought, you know, and just by hanging out there, and like I said, and the brother Lozano, he's doing work. Everybody's involved somehow. That whole family is a great family, and he's our brother Balti is our our Sunday morning. Uh, we don't really have a title for him, but it, but he's he's the guy that just makes sure everybody's where they need to be. Yep, yep. So when everybody goes to class, he's the one that kind of prowls the premises and just makes sure that nobody's sneaking out of class. Or mm-hmm. 
even sometimes well-intentioned or otherwise. Uh, it could be even staff sometimes are, are uh, maybe not where they should be. And so he'll help guide them back to yeah. their proper spot. Uh, but yeah, you're and, right. The whole family is just very involved. And, they're, you know, and, and a kind of a side note, which, you know, it's not really Sunday school, but it, it kind of, it started out that way. Brother Danny, we did the, uh, not podcast, but the, uh, the dramatized stories. We have our own kind of adventures and odyssey type thing. And I want to put a plug in for this and, uh, at apostolicfamilytimeradio.org. But Sister Theresa wrote all the stories for our version of Wits In. We have a pizza parlor and uh, brother, uh, the kids that were, they all been in, in some of the sto- episodes and uh, brother brother Lozano Baltis as a multi-voice character he's multi-talented he's got some crazy voices which you wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't even think but uh, they do a great job so if you if you want to go listen to those go find those uh, stories and but sister uh, sister um, uh, Theresa uh, wrote all of the uh, Cedar Hills adventures and that and she did a great job so that's awesome yeah absolutely so sometimes you you may feel like you're not seeing immediate results of the teaching. Maybe, and I hate to put it in terms like this, but this is sometimes how it feels. You feel like you're wasting your time maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, am I getting through to these kids? Mm-hmm. But it's so cool when the years turn and uh, yeah, we, yeah. we start to age a little bit. We start to see the fruit of our labor. Yeah, yeah. Like we mentioned last podcast, we're seeing kids that we taught when you know, 10 years ago, yeah. and now they're coming back to church. Uh, it, it's so neat, yeah, there's other stories. Or, or, you know, you'll be in a, in a grocery store. Uh, I've had this happen before, and uh, a kid will come up, and do you, do you remember me? I'm like, ah, oh, you look kind of familiar, like maybe 15, 20 years ago, they're working in the store now, and they say, oh, I used to come to Sunday school and ride your bus or something like that, and, and I go, oh, come, come on back, we'd love to have you, have you back, you know, so it's really neat to, to see that. So. That's exciting. Absolutely. So uh, we had a, a great Sunday, and uh, our, our point of view, Brother Lee, every time we talk about the past Sunday, always is, is of course, I mean, this just makes sense, is the class that we're in. You know, the one that me and you teach, which is the super class, which is the 5 to 11-year-olds. Um, but that's not the only class that we have. You know, we also have a toddler class, which is the one that Sister Lozano teaches, and she just does such a phenomenal job. If you haven't already heard the podcast that her and Sister Abad and Sister yeah, Liz did, talking about the way that they uh, interact with those children, they're able to teach kids that are two years old, three years old, four years old, and still make them enjoy it, but they're learning in the process. And quite frankly, I, I don't I don't think I could do it. Not not um, not that I couldn't emotionally take it. I know that's not what I mean. I, I don't think I have the, the, the chops to do that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just so good at what they do. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, Sister Lozano um, and everybody that helps her in that class, we are so thankful for what yeah. you guys yeah. do. And, and then the upper end as well. You know, we don't talk about our, our youth class that often just because we're not in there, you know. Yeah. So yeah. we don't have the perspective of someone that is. So maybe we should get someone from in there. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that'd, that'd be, be a good podcast to get. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about, Brother Lee, before we go into the recap of Sunday, is uh, about about getting more kids. How do we get more kids into our classrooms? Um, this is part of what I see as like the the six the six steps to successful apostolic 
children's ministry is first of all have a passion know why you're doing what you're doing uh number two uh, and, and i don't have these right in front of me is is uh get more kids mm-hmm. you know you you can have the best sunday school in the world but if you don't have kids there mm-hmm. you're, you're not accomplishing anything yeah, yeah. Um, you got to make the kids that come want to come back step three step four i think it's like teach them teach them to be saved while they're there Number five, put it into practice. Give them a chance to put it, you know, to get the Holy Ghost. You know, we teach them about it, but we need to give them the opportunity. And then number six, disciple them to become us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to talk about that step two, that get more kids. How do we get more kids into our classroom? And don't check out your teachers. So Sunday school teachers, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, ah, that's the bus team that does that, or that's the outreach team, or that's everybody except me. Teachers, you have a responsibility to fill your class up. Um, And I'm not talking about even knocking doors, which, which I think in, and maybe this is just a slanted perspective because I am involved in best ministry, but I think, (laughs) excuse me, I think it's a great thing to see teachers involved in outreach, physical outreach, knocking on doors. I think it's fantastic. And knowing where the kids come from really does help you understand maybe perhaps the way they're acting, why they're acting. Um, but I've heard it said that revival is not a miracle. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't look at a field full of corn and say, wow, how did that happen? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Why is that field full of corn and the one next to it's not? Yeah. We don't even think about that. We know why it is because someone worked their tail off to, yeah. Yeah. to make sure it was, right? Mm-hmm. And so I heard Brother Tony Spell say this about his buses. He said, I can just look at my buses and I can tell you which ones are doing outreach and which ones aren't. The empty ones aren't. <laughs> he said it's wow. that easy. He said it's just a full bus is no more a miracle than a field full of wheat. Mm-hmm. I know the ones that are working hard because they're seeing the fruit. Yeah. Now, that is an, a, an oversimplification because we do have tougher routes than others. There are some areas that are, are more difficult to get get people out of. Um, so, so I know that's not that's a generalization, but it's more or less true. You, know, you see the results of labor. It's just the way it happens. Uh, so the more time you spend on outreach, the more kids you're going to have. So how bad do we want it? Yeah. And, and, you know, um, I used to, um, do just outreach and stuff, you know, I'd come pretty regularly, but now I, I got to tell you, uh, and then for years I did, <coughs> I never rode the bus, never got, you know, um, the bus part down. And I always used to kind of wonder what they do on the bus. I'd hear the bus come up, maybe the ch- hear the chants and, and that kind of thing. And I go, that looks like a lot of fun. And then finally, this after it was at the Redlands Conference that I said, oh, you know, I want to get involved a little more in that. And I'm telling you, uh, uh, believe me, there's a lot more that I got to learn and, and do. But I, I feel more well-rounded or so, more connected, you know. So going on outreach um, regularly now and hitting my route and being on the bus, you just feel more connected to the kids. And, and then I'm That's teaching a great them, way to put it. you know. Great and, way to put it. Uh, yeah, and, and then when they come in, you know, I, I feel like I'm bonding more. And, uh, you know, we have the breakfast in the morning and just sitting with them and, and talking to them and whatever. And then I'm up there teaching lessons and, and, uh, and you know, just it's just, you know, but you, you have that connection and, you, and, you, and you're in the class. And so I think teachers really need to be out there because, uh, I mean, um, I don't want to say the, the bus people, if that's all they do, if they're on the bus, Oh yeah, we got great Sunday school. Well, 
not, how do they know? They're not in it, you know, or they may not be in it, or they're maybe thinking a few years ago when they were in the Sunday school class. But a teacher can say, hey, we, you know, you could really sit there and say, hey, here's what we do, you know, and kind of talk to them and talk. And, and I think it's a, it's a good connection with the parents when you meet the parents. You know, we have the, the forms and things like that, especially for new kids. And, uh, you know, where we can, you know, tell them what we do in the class, you know, and, yeah. and, and then just say, hey, I'm, I'm one of the teachers. You know, we got a, 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 several of us. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions or whatever, you, you, you kind of just, you know, you just kind of fill in those where I felt yeah. like I had gaps before because I didn't really yeah. know what happened. The kids would just show up and, well, where'd they come from, you know? So now you get any, and, and I think seeing them in their own environment really helps too, you know? Absolutely. So. And I don't want to overstate this, but um, I, I think it's safe to say that the best bus workers are also Sunday school teachers mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. And the best Sunday school teachers are also bus workers. There's, you, you, it, like you said, I like what you said about being well-rounded. It really does fill in a lot of missing information that you don't have. Um, there, there's some churches, and thank God we don't have this issue, but there's a, a big divide between bus ministry and Sunday school. It's like they don't connect. And, and how much more essential other without the other one is worthless right you have to be together you know I mean and and, and you know there's different we talked about we, we went into details on roles different roles you can have now there may be different levels of things like like Liz does a great job I, I you know she takes the role um, you know the attendance and and uh, and follows up and does a lot a lot of the administrative stuff you know that that I don't do and so she she's the bus captain so she really does a lot with respect to that you know so, but I think just being trying to help out and doing the, what little bit, just being having you know, kind of dipping my my toe in the water there, you know, I think is it, again, you, you you know, at least have something. You got to be involved, yeah. I think, in everything, you know, at yeah. least a little bit. And I think you owe it to yourself if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, one of the seminars that was at the recent uh, Redlands uh, Children's Ministry seminar that Brother James Wang taught, and and we need to pray for Brother Wang. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that a little bit more in just a second, but he talked about how interconnected all the ministries are, and he from from bus worker to Sunday school to anyway just it was just it was such a great session. So if you haven't heard it yet, you, you owe it to yourself to go and and listen to that. Yeah. Um, but while we're on that, if you're out there, it, please help us pray, Brother James Wing from San Jose. He's an incredible children's minister. Um, just an incredible guy. He he, guy. he preached our junior camp. Um, he's the head of the Sunday school at the San Jose Church. Um, he's a lot more than that. He, he's on the praise team. He's sing. He's he's a, a pillar in that church, and he is very 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 sick. He's been in the hospital since the end of August, and here wow. it is September. Um, uh, almost he's been in there over a month now. Wow, and. It's it's not looking good. He he is, uh, if I understand it correctly, past the the will he make it stage. But now they're 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 talking about recovery, and um, the doctors are giving bad reports. Let's just say that. So he, I guess I guess they're they're concerned about a few things. So if we can just pray that God gives him complete, abs- absolutely complete recovery. And that he gives strength to uh, Sister Wang and their kids. They have three three young kids, and uh, if we the more people we can get praying, the better. Um, believe that God can God can raise him up. 
But um, consistent outreach. There, there's something about consistency that I think it's it's more than just the principle of hitting the same doors over and over. I, I think God honors <laughs> when you yeah, do stuff yeah. on a regular basis that, that you get more. It's more than one plus one equals two. You get like one plus one equals, you know, I don't know, a hundred when, when God gets involved. So, um, but it, it means that we can understand is if you go to a neighborhood you've never been before, people don't know who you are. They don't know who your church is. They don't recognize you. They don't recognize your bus. They don't know anything about you. When you get there, you're the new kid on the block. And the last thing they want to do is talk to you probably more than likely, you know, God, God can break down walls, but usually you have to earn your way into that street. Meaning that you have to be there week after week after week, pick up one kid, and then they tell their friends, these guys are really cool. Then they, hey, you got to go to our Sunday school. And then word starts to spread until you're in, until you're in. I'm not going to say who this is, but there was a bus worker um, that was just a super involved young person that was just incredible in our bus ministry. And uh, anyway, life took them to a different direction. And so they're not involved in bus ministry, but they came on outreach with us. Uh, in the last couple months and on the way back I just said hey no trick question I'm just curious I said after you know getting back involved in bus ministry for one day I'm just there that was just a one day thing I said what do you uh, is there I can't remember what I said like is there anything that you really miss about it or something I don't remember how I phrased it but they said what I miss is being able to go in any neighborhood in this city with absolute fearlessness because they know who we are. They know who our church is. They know what we're about. And if anyone tried to mess with us, the rest of the neighborhood had our back. They yeah, really did yeah. because they, they know that we're, we're there for them. And, and, and it was just, it was just really cool. And, and this, this person is not a scared cat. They're not a, they're, they don't walk in fear. They just said, it's the coolest thing to be accepted in every bad neighborhood in the city. Yeah, yeah. He said, and, and I, I, I've missed that. So yeah. it's really pretty cool. So you do earn a street cred. Well, you know, it is. It's like, uh, you know, they, they talk about, uh, what's the term, like, you know, name dropping. You know, say, well, I, I know the Bookers, you know. And I, like, that's, yeah, that's, that's going to give me. <laughs> now, you might know Larry Booker. That, that's the only one we're talking about, probably. But, you know, it's, okay, sorry, my pastor. I didn't mean to. Okay, we'll just go ahead and jump there, right there. <laughs> so, anyway, so, uh, but you're knocking on doors. And, you know, so, you, you know, hi, my name's, you know, Bob Lee. I'm from, you know, Lighthouse. And, and you know, we'd like to come to Sunday school. You know, we have a bus. Oh, yeah. And when they say, oh, yeah, I've seen your buses, you know, but I'm telling you, it's just a neat feeling, you know, that you're, you know, you're not just, you know, like a uh, Marco Polo treading, you know, discovery. We've gone to some of these neighborhoods for 20 years. Yeah. yeah, Everybody knows who we are. And it's it's neat. And and, and then, you know, the other thing, too, is that you you did, I I wanted to definitely hit on that is is, uh, utilizing the kids. That once you get one to to talk to their friends, yeah. You know? So obviously, I mean, you need to make sure your Sunday school is, is great and you're having a great time and they're having a good time and whatever. Um, but that's a, such a, a great tool to get them to bring their friends and stuff, yep. you know. And have and we have incentives, maybe you know, mm-hmm. like we'll have drives to you know, or give hey, bring bring some kids to get some extra Sunday yeah. school dollars or whatever it is. But uh, use the friends, you know, and and uh, that definitely helps. Yeah. So I, I have people that ask. So you guys hit the same street every week like with this huge question mark on the end like aren't you wasting your time I mean by going to the same door week after week after week we already talked about the street cred 
but there there is a uh, you get you you really do get return uh, when you hit those same streets when you when you're inconsistent when you're hitting a door here or excuse me, an apartment complex here one week, and then three weeks later you might come back to it, and then they don't see you week after week. The You, you really are missing out on hitting them yeah. on the day that they need you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of turnover in these yeah. apartments. You know, Sometimes we'll knock, and, and it's a different face from week to week. We just never, you know, it might be a whole new family that's, that's moved in. Uh, Sometimes real frequently, you know. I I mean, just you and you just never know what what, what's going to happen. You know, like for example, we were picking up on picking these kids up consistently, and then one day one of the cousins or relative happens to answer the door and say, "Yeah, I think they're going to come tomorrow." And then they just kind of all of a sudden open up to you and and they ask about other other programs your church might have. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of so you just never know. But if we weren't there consistently hitting them, we would have missed out on that you know and then yeah. and then we and we're always prepared sister liz is doing a great job on her spanish outreach videos and uh it came into practice uh, a week or so ago i was out an elderly spanish lady knocked on the door you don't know who's gonna answer the door and she didn't want to come out until i said hola como estas you know and uh she oh okay so she answered i did my best to talk to her in spanish and uh and apparently or hopefully she's uh, liz has her number and then she may be coming to the spanish church but we're going to continue to follow brought my wife to go meet her Uh, unfortunately she wasn't home this last saturday but we're going to just we're going to keep on going because that's another soul you know you just never know so absolutely so the definition of outreach is reaching out Um, and so i tell our 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 team that doing what i call follow-up which is great it's essential following up on the kids that already come so if you have a you know a route that you pick up maybe 20 kids on an average week of course you want to touch base with those 20 houses. But until you've hit new doors, you haven't reached out yet. You're, you're, all you're doing is touching base with your existing ones. And if that's all you do, you will not see growth. You will see shrinkage. That's just the way bus ministry is. So if you're just hitting the, the kids that already come, you'll see it drop from 20 to 19 to 8. It's just going to shrivel because you're not reaching out. That's the definition of outreach. So another thing that people struggle with on outreach is <laughs> of course, rejection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what I tell people is if, if rejection and outreach still bothers you, you just haven't done enough outreach yeah, yeah. because it, it's just, it's, it's part of outreach. Yeah. You're going to have the sweetest people. And, and trust me, uh, in, in, on an average Saturday, the, the, the ratio of nice people to mean people is way more nice people than mean people by far. But the ones you remember are the mean people, right? The, the one that hurt our feelings, the one that slammed the door in our face, the one that wouldn't even open the door and just yelled through the crack, the one that said, don't leave a flyer. That's what we remember. We don't remember all the kind people that offered us water because it was hot and all, all the stuff that they do. Um, and so uh, don't, don't, be, don't be put off by, by someone that's saying they don't want it. Um, and, and don't, bus ministry, don't avoid uh, doors that don't have kids or that don't obviously have kids. You know, of course, you know, when you, when you see a bunch of kid toys on the front, you know, there's probably kids there. And so you, your, your expectations are a little higher for someone to come to Sunday school. But we tell our team every door is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a 95-year-old single lady living behind that door. There is an opportunity for a bus worker to invite her to church to connect them to all the different programs we have in our church. We have something called Soul Sisters, which is our... our uh, 
ladies that, that need fellowship. We have stuff for our men. We have stuff for the kids. We have stuff for uh, singles. We have stuff in all age groups. And so whoever answers that door, is there's going to be some connection to the church that we can give them. And if nothing else, it's a Bible study, yeah. right? If you don't have anything else. So don't ever... <laughs> I've almost... I was going to say we almost, I've almost seen it. Well, I've done it. You know, you yeah. knock on the door and it's like, oh, hey, have you heard about our Sunday school? I'm sorry I have kids. Oh, I'm sorry. And you almost like, you almost, <laughs> well, uh, you almost want to end the conversation. Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, no, no problem. We're, we're, we are open to everybody. We have so much neat stuff going on. And my thing I tell, I think almost every door that I knock on, Brother Lee, is we tell everybody we talk to. Just come one time. And if you don't like it, I will never bother you again. I do. I tell him. I say, if you don't like it, I promise you I will never bug you again. But just come at least once. Mm -hmm. Just try it out for yourself before you make a judgment. And, you know, it's it's hard to turn down. You know, or it's it's at least hard for someone to just reject it out of hand. So, and I also tell parents, so listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a parent too. I have kids. If someone came knocking on my door, I might wonder where they're going. So why don't you come with them this week? Yeah. Why don't you accompany them? We're not trying to invite them outside of your family. We want you to be a part of it. I'll tell them you can sit in the classroom with them. I don't care. I want you to know exactly what we're not hiding anything. This is the best thing going on in Rialto. And I want you guys to be a part of it. Yeah. So, um, it really does break down those barriers. And how about brother Lee? How can we avoid the instant judgments of people when they knock on the door and you ask about kids to Sunday school, right? You know, if you're an older guy, like I'm not (laughs) old. I just call myself old. If you are a a mature uh, guy, uh, there's a a, a, uh, stigma, right? There's just been so many stupid people out there that, that just you inviting kids is a weird thing in people's minds and so I always want if I can I want a young kid my wife I want somebody with me so it's not just me yeah yeah. you know you and your wife is a great team you and uh, like I, I love taking my nieces and nephews my kids with me yeah. uh, if I can have Tristan or Riley with me or if I can have you know Dawson or Landry or something it just really breaks down that barrier um, and, and they are they join in now yeah. So when I go on outreach, they're telling them, no, it's awesome. We got jumpers and basketball and it's all, you know, and so they're doing the hard work. Yeah. That's, it's so good when you, you know, um, so you have like Josh has been very consistent uh, on our outreach and Liz always brings her kids, you know, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it is, you know, it legitimizes you, I think. When you're well, ready. and it's good for the kids. Yeah, yeah. It really does give them confidence. Yeah. And, and now they're going, can I do the next door? Yeah. Have, you, have you had that yet? Yeah. 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 So we all, it was, I don't want to say it was a contest, but uh, the last time we were out, it was like we're all just kind of like critiquing or someone goes to the door and uh, say, okay, I'll, I'll get the next one. And they're, you know, they, they hadn't knocked on too many just to listen to them and, and whatever. And then it's kind of fun, you know, <laughs> to hear them say, oh, I was terrible. I didn't say this. But, okay, that reminds me of a story. So uh, my grandson was uh, on outreach one time. <coughs> And uh, he knocks on the door, and he just completely froze. And he, I think he got his name out, and maybe the church, and he had a flyer in his hand. And he just said, you know, like, hi. And that was about it. And the guy says, yeah. And he's like, um, um, and he goes, and then the guy, this is so funny, he's like, 
uh, do you want to, is that flyer for me? And he goes, yeah. He goes, uh, are you like inviting me to church? It, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> classic. <laughs> And that was like it's one of his first doors or something. And uh, it was just kind of funny. That's so the awesome. guy, he said, okay, all right, thank you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that is so good. So, uh, but hey, you know what? But you, you get better, you know, and you just keep, you got to keep doing it. Like you Absolutely. said, don't let rejection intimidate you. Just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, it's like, it's like, well, you know, um, uh, what do they say? What's a, your, your father's preached this before, like when for every one, um, bad thing at the child you need 20 positive things to kind of reinforce it well you know it's usually the opposite and whatever but i'm telling when you get that person that actually comes and shows up oh there is nothing in the world like it nothing like that yeah absolutely so uh, i've noticed that if i miss a couple weeks of outreach maybe i'm out of town or whatever and i come back i'm rusty I'm telling you, this first couple of doors, man, I'm like all tongue-tied and I can't remember. And it just maybe it's not as bad on the receiving end, but it feels like it was just a train wreck until I finally, oh yeah, yeah, that, it, like you said, I should have said this, I should have done this. Um, another thing I really like to do door to door is balloons. I take balloons with me every time I go, and when I forget, I feel so like helpless. Because they really, once again, it's like having that young child with you, it breaks down the barriers. So if I knock on a door to a home while I'm talking, I don't care how they respond to my invitation. I'll always say, oh, by the way, we're giving out free balloons today. If anyone would like one, I can make an animal balloon of some kind. And I say it loud enough where the people, not just at the door can hear it, but all those little kids back in those back rooms can perk up and they come running out. So I usually will know pretty quick how many kids are in the house. And, uh, you know, we'll make usually 20, 30 balloons over an hour each at least. So. Yeah, um, so what about teachers that can't go or don't currently go on outreach? Um, do they have a role to play in attendance in their class? Or is it just bus workers? So that's a very leading question. So, of course they do. A teacher must make sure, number one, that their class is worth attending. You already said it once about... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm jumping out of order here a little bit, but they said that the best marketing plan will just make a poor product fail faster. So if you have a really good marketing plan, but the product stinks, <laughs> it's just going to flop faster than it would have otherwise. So if you have a really bad Sunday school program and you bring lots and lots of kids to it, the word's going to get out that, hey, don't go to that place because it's, it's terrible. So you've got to have a product that's worth them coming to so teachers you gotta have your class absolutely just phenomenal the better you make it the easier it is for kids to go to want to come so we got to make it something that kids want to come to kids begging to go to church is the ultimate motivation to parents right yeah Yeah, the kids crying because they can't go to church i mean what kind of parent would do that to their kid um so make your class so good that kids tell their friends about it. That they don't not only want to come themselves, but that they want to share to their friends what happened that week and invite them. And, of course, up the ante on that. Give them incentives to bring their friends. So uh, do you guys do anything like that on your bus? Any incentives? Like if someone brings a friend, do you have anything yeah, in place? Yeah, so we'll, we'll uh, you know, give extra Sunday school dollars or whatever. Or um, we'll like say, we're, hey, this next week you know, bring somebody. We're going to do pizza or something like that. So we'll do things like that, but, but, but you're right, you know, uh, 
there's a lot of competition out there you know it may not be the cool thing to, to go to Sunday school you know but you know what though um, I mean we, we got to keep doing it because this is a, you know there's uh, you know I, there's just not a lot of good stuff going on out in the world you know yep. and we, we provide such a great opportunity but we, we do have to make it fun and exciting for them and uh, you know and continue to teach better and, and learn and walk you know whatever but yes we so we have um it's been when it's hot you know like cool pops or whatever so we try to do things like that to try to encourage the kids yep. and, and whatever so anything you can yeah as i'm going throughout the week i will try to make it a point of anytime i use cash if i get a one dollar bill in change I, I keep it i try not to spend it so i save all one dollars all week long so I'll, I don't know how many I'll have at the end of the week. It varies. But I like to have between 10 and 15 singles on me when I go on the bus every Sunday. And what I do is if a new kid comes, they get a dollar for coming. And then whoever invited them, I'll ask them, you can only pick one person, but who's the one person that invited you to Sunday school today? And whoever they point at, they get a dollar for bringing them. So it costs me two bucks for every new kid that comes. That's well worth it. You know, worst case, you know, 40 kids come. And I can go run to the bank real quick if I have to. I mean, that's that's the best eighty bucks I ever spent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, that that's something that works really well. Um, something that we really don't do enough of, but I just ordered another order of these is follow up with your the kids that missed with missed you cards. Mm. Um, as a teacher, that's something you can do to encourage attendance. So if someone misses, write them a card. You can mail it. Sometimes that's harder than it sounds because the addresses, the kids may not know their address and they move so much. Sometimes it's better just to bring it to them. So uh, if you know where they, this is why it's good to be a bus worker, uh, going outreach as well. You know where they live. And if nothing else, if they don't answer the door, leave it on the door and they know that they came and they, they, uh, they were there for me. You know, uh, that I think I, I probably need to talk to Liz. We should probably do that and, and make sure our, our addresses are accurate and, and just do it just to, because when was the last time you actually got a letter in a mail? I mean, I bet you, I bet you there's some of these kids that probably, probably never, never, never have ever had never. one. And they're like, wow, what is this? It yeah. might be, so, it, you never know. It may be something that they're going to think, wow, this is the coolest thing, you know? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. We need to do that. Yep. So, um, I'm going to skip through a lot of this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, we don't have time for all this. Oh, my word. This, there's, there's some really good stuff. Uh, I was reading this book out. How it was talking about sales, about sales and the importance of sales. But every point that I read about sales applied to outreach, every last one. So it, this is the sales point they made. They said, make a sale, you'll make a living. Sell a relationship, you make a fortune. Wow. Well, the outreach, that's the ultimate. When you make a relationship with people, yeah. that's when you find success. Giving them a dry invite, the first time you see them, it's, it can happen that they come, but it's much more likely that they'll come after they get to know you, yeah. after that relationship has been developed. Um, Brother Baglund said he wins people to himself first and then to God. Yeah. You, know, you have to be a welcoming, nice, genuinely. you got to love people. If you don't love people, then they're going to they're gonna sense that. Um, if they don't like you, they're not going to like the product. That's another deal that they said. Yeah. They, you better be likable at that door. You better be friendly, be happy, be believable. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there was one about rejection. You know, I already mentioned that. You, you can't be put off by rejection. It's talking about sales, right? So they made a, a 
all their salespeople hit rejection goals. Your goal is to go get rejected 20 times, which is a weird way to say it, right? But yeah, we want you to go and just get rejected until you till that's completely gone. Every time you get a rejection, you're actually kind of happy about it. Okay, cool. That's one more. And just the successes are just kind of bonuses because when you hit X number of doors, I've seen too many times that we we almost waste an outreach, um, you know, because we're just we waste so much time but if we set a goal I don't care how long it takes me today I'm hitting 50 doors I'm hitting 100 doors whatever that is Mm -hmm. I don't care if it takes me 30 minutes or it takes me 2 hours I am going to hit 50 doors Mm -hmm. and then you know anyway so that was another sales point you know uh, I mean we we don't know what God's doing though I mean I I think he honors that and the commitment like you said it's like a, you know offering up a memorial prayer or whatever but it's like they talk about you, you may be interceding you don't know who you're really praying for or whatever and somebody on the other side of the world so, so I, you know so who knows you, you hit a bunch of doors you get all rejected but then a new family just shows up out of nowhere they just saw us you know on the internet or something and you just never know so I think God will bless you in different ways I think he honors the commitment and, and whatever Absolutely. Another sales point they said was you need to work as hard to keep the business as you did to get it in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> if that is an outreach, I don't know what it is. You got to work just as hard to keep those kids coming as you did yeah. to get them in the first place. Uh, this is this one is good. People buy when they're ready to buy, not when you want to sell. That is so good. That's why we knock on the same doors over and over. That's why we invite the same people 20 times, 30 times, 50 times, because when they're ready they're going to buy. Yeah. Not when we're ready to sell. So we keep going until they're ready. That's why we keep hitting those same doors over and over again. Mm-hmm. Last thing, I'm going to get off this because we're already 37 minutes <laughs> in, but I'm sorry. Um, there was a, again, on sales, they studied businesses and they asked several hundred business owners, executives, how important they thought sales and marketing was. So, of course, you ask a CEO or something like that, they're going to have their answer prepared, right? So how important was sales? Without exception, all of them said it's essential to survival and growth. That's what you'd expect them to say, right? Sales is essential. And then they did a study on those same businesses, the same ones that said that, and they found that the average business owner or executive who professed that they were absolutely essential, I'm reading this real quick, was spending only 11% of their time on sales. Well, of the of the company's time, only eleven percent was spent on this on these absolutely essential part of their business. They only spent around ten percent, and ninety percent was spent elsewhere. Um, the rest of the time was on meetings and paperwork and all the other stuff. So, you know, in church, many times we say that soul winning is the main focus of the church, right? We've got to see as many people saved, and yet, what percentage of our time is spent on outreach? Yeah, wow. You know, it's it, when you put it like that. Sometimes, ugh, yeah, it's a little. Uh, a little introspective. <laughs> um, and last thing, and I promise I'm done. What do you say at a door? I'm curious about, and, and I want you to tell me because I'm very curious. I've, I don't think I've been at the same door with you. We go on outreach mm-hmm. in a group together, but I'm not with you typically. Yeah. That'd be kind of weird, two older guys <laughs> knocking yeah. on the door asking. <laughs> uh, so what do you say? I'm curious. Uh, so I'll just, I, I, get, I, I can prepare it. I have my Sunday school flyer. I got a church card. 
I got the Be Free class card, uh, and that, that's pretty much. I, I for everybody that opens the door, yeah, you got something, I, you know. And uh, so I knock on the door and I said, "Hi, uh, we're in the neighborhood. My name is Bob Lee. I'm from in Lighthouse Church, and uh, we're here. Um, and again, then you, if, if it's a, a you know, say we, we're here, we're mainly doing you know here for Sunday school. We have a bus that comes and picks up kids. But you know what? We got all kinds of things. We got here. Here's a church card. We have different ser- services: English, Spanish. We got classes for everybody." And I just kind of generally, I just, I just talk about how great the church is. I go and it's real close. It's just down the street over there, Bloomington and Cactus, and uh, we got uh, great um, lessons, and uh, kids love it. We have a great time, and uh, I hope you come. You, I guarantee you'll be blessed. And and we, you know, again, it's all free. You know, throw that in. Uh, but we have kids or a bus that comes around about nine fifteen, nine thirty, and uh, and you're welcome to come if they have kids. You know, um, I say you're welcome to come like you said uh, sit in with them if you want to come and get to know us or just come on your own you know here's a little map I point out the map just so they can see it oh yeah I know where that is but a lot of times like I said they know where it is and uh, so I just kind of just just kind of just yeah. strike up a conversation and just kind of talk so we have a double-sided flyer one side is all Sunday school it's real colorful and there's bounce houses on it and puppets and it's it's just very attractive to anyone interested in Sunday school the other side is all about the church uh, so the same piece of paper, that alone can can cover most bases. Yeah. So one side even lists the ministries of the church, the different things that are going on, all the service times, the address, like you said, little maps on there, uh, and then the other side is the Sunday school. So um, that's that's I'll, that's. I'll a, talk about the the you know like the breakfast. If you have kids, you know we give them breakfast yeah. and stuff because you you know. You just never know. It could be, wow, they give kids food, you know, or Absolutely. something. You never, never know. So Yeah, so I, it's, we're definitely on the same wavelength. Um, definitely super upbeat, super excited because I, I want them to know that I, I want them to come to something that I'm passionate about. So I'll tell them, hey, have you heard, ever heard about our Sunday school? Depending on the response, if they say, I don't have kids, oh, man, that's awesome. You, we have stuff for all ages. And then I'll go into that. But if, if, they, do, if they say, no, what's a Sunday school? I say, well, we have buses and we pick up kids all over the city. We pick up kids, teens, moms and dads, grandma and grandpa, anybody that wants to come to church. And I, I actually have... have slowly started working the word church out of my deal because when people hear the word church sometimes they get oh it's a jehovah witness right (laughs) you know that's that's the feeling i get sometimes so when i get to that point and i say the word church i'm like i know i know church right you think boring i promise you you will never be bored I said, just try it. I'm telling you, it's awesome. I'll say every day we got breakfast provided for all the kids. We got bounce houses. We got uh, magic tricks. We do science experiments. We do stuff that's so much fun. We do puppets and games and songs. I promise you it's not boring. And try it once. And if you don't like it, I'll never bug you again. That's yeah. that's kind of my spiel. Yeah. And then I'll say, oh, before I leave, if anybody here would like a balloon, I'd be happy to you know, get one. Uh, and it's all free. And I do, I do say that quite frequently. It's all free. It's yeah. all free. Um, but it, you know, you're, you're not going to have a hundred percent success rate, um, but but you will have success. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. If you've never had the experience of inviting someone and them showing up to church, I promise you, it happens. Because I, I'm not going to go into the story here, but I, I did it for a long time. And when I was growing up, I never had anybody come to church. But when I started inviting people for Sunday school they started coming and I'm not saying that's the only way to do it but for me that's what happened 
and so since then I've had a lot of people come and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pumped up about it so uh, I'm, I'm reaching out for more outreachers so yeah. anyway Brother Lee I'm sorry we went on a long diatribe there <laughs> and for anyone listening if you're aboard with that I, just do it and you'll be excited about it too <laughs> um, but we're going to talk quickly about our most recent Sunday and for those that would like even more than this podcast, you can always see the video because yep. we recorded at least a chunk of it um, and posted it on Apostolic Children's Ministry on YouTube. And um, when I say most of it, it's because it doesn't all translate. Yeah. You know, it'd be hard to, to post like a game that we play. Uh, with the kids and, and post that online and it makes sense you definitely you have to adapt it to make it interactive and sometimes we don't have the ability to do that and not everybody that's in our Sunday school is able to stay and record later so anyway we, we just we do what we, we're able to so if you want to see that check it out it's called uh, Falling in Love with Jesus for September 19th, 19th I think it was yep so that's what we talked about the importance of having your own walk with God and falling in love with Jesus. So why don't you cover the intro because you and Larry did that into the rules. Yeah. Okay. So I, uh, for some reason, I, I, I thought earlier in the week that I was uh, supposed to do the intro. Uh, I was rules and, and birthdays and Bibles, I think. But anyway, um, uh, and uh, when Larry got there, I said, hey, do you have any idea what are you doing? I said, hey, could, could we kind of, so I kind of told my idea. So I, I just thought, you know, I'm going to get real goofy. So, uh, so hey, I, I got to walk with Jesus. So he introduced the class, and it's about falling in love with Jesus, you know, and having your own walk with God. Hey, Larry, Larry, you know, so I just came up with this goofy ILC with my hands lifted up. So you, you have to see the video to know what he's talking about, okay? He, he's, he was telling that he had his own... You know, everybody knows that he's talking about a spiritual walk, except for Brother Lee. That day, he was confused and thought you had to have a unique style of walking with God. And Bob, it was the weirdest thing, but it was so funny. But guys, this is the part that wasn't on the video, and only through this podcast will you know this side of it. So, Brother Lee, can you describe your walk real quick? So, I, 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 so I'm, on, so I'm on, on the... Uh, Platform and I hold out my left hand and I'm like raise it up like in the form I inland and then I hold out my right hand in front of me L so I make like an L shape for a lighthouse and then I held my hand in the shape shape of a of a C and so I L C and I'm just kind of walking I'll bounce and I could okay it looks weird as I'll get up okay <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm sitting there and Larry's like shaking his head he's like trying to and I keep I go yeah but you know when I my first walk started. You know, when I first started it, you know, I was like kind of shy and ashamed of my walk. And I kind of want to go undercover and not people know I'm a Christian or whatever. So I want to be inconspicuous. So I'd be like in Walmart and I'd be like holding, pushing the cart. So I'm actually pushing the cart and I'm like, hey, honey, I got my hand up. And, you know, I don't want to cause a scene. This is hard to visualize. Look at the video so you can see what he's he's doing. Honey, here I am. I'm on aisle seven, you know, and I'm I'm holding out. I don't want people to know I'm going to church. I got to walk with God. I'm just being real goofy. And uh, okay, so, but, <laughs> but but this is the this is the nutty part. Okay, so he he talks about this walk. Well, that night at church, it was a pretty explosive service, and I look up and I see Bob Lee running the aisles, which is not out of the ordinary. But he's doing his silly Sunday school walk while he's running the aisles at the front of the church. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going on except those that are in Sunday school, and we lost it. I, I heard Dawson behind, or excuse me, Landry. So that's my my uh, nephew. He was in Sunday school, and he was behind me. He goes, did Bob 
just do the walk? <laughs> it was so weird. I don't think anybody would notice. <laughs> oh, every well, everybody around me noticed because I was like, hey, look at Bob, look at Bob. Well, you know, it was we, the weirdest, we, we, most we, funny thing I've ever seen. In one of our group chats, we talked about you know doing the song. Do, whenever a song comes up, we have it inside us go with motions. We got to just bust out and just get just you just lose ourselves. When we sing it in the main yeah, sanctuary, yeah. yeah. The, the main, you, just, how do you hold that in? Back and do that. Well, I they saying God is fighting for us. That if yeah. if you have to have a piece of you missing not to be able to do that, not to do those actions. I think we just need to just go front. Just Everybody go just go nuts and do it. So anyway, so I kind of. It's a little goofy, but it was fun. So, so the idea there was, though, that, yeah. that you didn't understand what having your own walk was. And so Larry's trying to correct you. No, 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 that's yeah. not what I'm talking about. And uh, that's such a great way to teach. We say this frequently, but yeah. but teaching by absurdity. <laughs> you know, yeah. You, yeah. You're, you're just you're exaggerating, making it silly and making it funny. The kids think it's hilarious. Yeah. But and, they're and, learning. And, and, and I, I think I told you briefly. So they, were, they had uh, the, the uh, seminar, the conference, the Judah conference over the weekend. And a couple of kids that I didn't had never met before, you know, come and start talking to me. And it's funny from watching the videos or whatever, one of them said, uh, when when Brother Philip couldn't get the thing to light or explode or something like that, was it was was it supposed to happen? <laughs> you know, but it was, they were just laughing. They loved the videos and stuff like that. So it was just kind of funny. So that was funny. Anyway. So after that, you went straight into the rules. Went into the rules. Yeah. Did you do anything unique with that? I know it was well, one big piece, so it was hard um, to separate. Well, the two. for for class, uh, I think we just kind of went through rules. But I just said, you know what? I I actually kind of clear clarified. I said, you know what? I might have my walk for God, and I just kind of just said something about you know rules. We have group rules. Everybody's got to follow the same rules when we're together. But when you're talking about you know developing a relationship with God, you got to develop your own relationship. You can't you know do uh, rely on everybody else. But then we then we kind of talked on which is something that we've you know talked before on uh, when we do our videos to try to encourage the kids to spend time um, uh, prayer and worshiping and reading their bible and whatever not just sitting around watching the videos all day so yeah. we emphasize that uh, for the for the video rules and so <clears throat> absolutely um, then we did an action song sister delaney picked out and it was lord i give you my heart uh, by go fish uh, i think it's the first time we've ever sang it in sunday school uh, she had some motions. They were pretty cool. So yeah, uh, if you want to hear that song, it's on the video. Uh, then we had a game with Brother Danny. And then we had a skit. Well, it was more like story time with Brother Marcos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just told a story about uh, falling in love and developing your own walk. Uh, just, uh, of course, teaching the point through through uh, just real-life stories, you know, stuff that... Uh, and, and it taught taught that way. Um, Sister Sarah Torado came up and did the mini object lesson, and yeah, she had good. these two buildings, two paper or cardboard build, buildings, houses, like houses. Yeah, mm -hmm. and he had two yeah. volunteers come up, and they stood behind them, and she started adding things to the foundation of each house. One of the houses was uh, real flaky, and you know, didn't come to church, and didn't listen, didn't read their Bible, so she kept pouring sand around that foundation. Yeah. The other one did all the good things and they put in some big rocks. And so when they finally, when she talked about the parents do everything they can for the kids, but eventually they have to let go. On their own. Yep. They got to step away and say, is their house going to stand? And so when she said that, the kids had to step back. And of course, the one with the sand just flopped right over, just floppy. And the other one stood upright because it had a foundation that was holding it upright. Yeah. So it was really good. Great visual. Really good. Yeah. 
Um, and then we had Sarah and Larry do the prayer request. Now, that was funny. Do you remember when she was doing all the different ways to pray? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So she's talking about, you know, uh, she, she didn't, I don't know that it really tied on on, on your walk with God, but, but it was such an effective way of teaching prayer requests or, or praying. Mm-hmm. So the first thing she did is she talked to uh, Larry, who is her husband, and she told the kids, she goes, man, I really need a new dress. So I'm going to ask him for, for a new dress. So the first time she started screaming at him, I want a new dress. I want it now. You give it to me or else. And I'm going to just nag, 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 and just scream at the top of her lungs at him. And he's looking at her like she's lost her mind. And he's like, oh, you don't have to talk to me like that. You know, you, I'd be more than happy to help you, but you don't have to treat me like that. And then she said, oh, you're right. So then he walked away, and she rethought. What was the second way she did it? Uh, well, I don't know if it's the second one, but I know she got down and was begging. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so she begged and was crying and yeah, pleading. Larry, please give me a dress. Please. I need a new dress. And she, he's like, yeah. stand up. This is ridiculous. And then she, oh, she punched him, right? Yeah. She had that, like the physical assault, yeah, like, I'm going to beat it out of him. I'm going to get get it one way or the other. So she's they, the idea was they like in the different ways that people ask God for stuff. Sometimes we think we can just, you know, bend him over backwards, like twist his arm up behind his back. Sometimes we think we can just beg and cry it out of him. Other times we can, uh, you know, think we can just force force it out of him. God, your word says, and you have to do it because you, you know. That, and then she did it the proper way. Yeah. Where she said, I love you, you love me. I have a need, and I really need you to help me. Yeah. And when and anybody in their right mind, any any uh, you know, dad or, or husband or whatever, when you're dressed like that, it's like, here, take... Oh, sorry, well, I just about ripped everything out. <laughs> but you, yeah. you say, yes, take anything you want. It's all yours. Yeah. Uh, that was just a great way to teach prayer requests. Um, and then in the online video, there was a, a variation on that because Bree and... Uh, Liz did that, um, but you guys can watch that. Yeah, that, yeah Chicken that McNuggy. Was, it oh was man, pretty that, wild. That guy was spitting wisdom. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> her emotional support chicken was was just yeah. He was. That's exactly how she said it, right? He's he's spitting we need to put in a prayer request. But he, he had a broken uh, drumstick. Yeah, poor guy. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. And then came the time that, quite frankly, I was kind of dreading all week half anxious half excited but also very very scared because i have never yet played the piano in front of any group of people ever like the biggest group is my wife and kids like that's it <laughs> so i'm like this closet piano player that doesn't do it great i'm like i, I i'm as comfortable playing the piano as you are speaking spanish right <laughs> which which we can kind of do it but we don't want anyone to hear us <laughs> so uh, we we sang the song "Falling in Love with Jesus," um, but it, it's amazing once you like face your fear. It's like what was I afraid of? It was fine. What, kids don't care. Yeah. They don't yeah. care if you miss every note. They don't care. You know, they wouldn't even recognize it if you did. The only person I was ones I was really afraid of were the other teachers. You know, like kind of snickering, <laughs> but but they, they, they're nice people. They're not going to do that. So, saying "Falling in Love with Jesus," Sarah and uh, Delaney sang that, um, and then we went into the final lesson. So. Um, this was another one that I had to step out on because I did an, a, a, a magic trick slash call them Christian illusions that I had never done before. And Bob, I've had this thing for probably 
a year and a half. Oh, wow. And never even tried it before. It's one of those really cool ones that you know is going to take a lot of work. And you just don't really have the time to focus. and Because and, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. So I had made up my mind that whatever my next lesson was, <laughs> I'm going to use this or I have a couple other new ones. I'm going to use something new. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and do something I haven't done. So we, I did it two ways because we're talking about the importance of having your own walk with God and falling in love with Jesus. Yeah. So at first I, I talked about the importance of salvation and uh, we talked about Disneyland and how there's no way to get into Disneyland without a ticket. I don't care how smart you are, funny you are, how much money you have. If you don't spend it on a ticket, you're still not getting in. You can wave all the money you have at them. They don't care. Give me a ticket and I'll let you in. Otherwise, go pound sand. We don't care. Um, you can tell them who your parents are. They don't care. Your parents can even have a ticket. But if you don't have one, you're not getting in. And so we liken that to heaven. You must be saved. And the repentance, baptism in Jesus' name. So I had someone come up. And there's a object lesson on apostolicsundayschool.com, which is a milk uh, bottle. And... The egg in the bottle, the old science experiment, you light the paper, drop it in, set the egg on top, it sucks it in, right? But it's much better with a water balloon because a water balloon is very flexible and you can suck a massive water bottle, uh, sorry, water balloon into that milk bottle with, with paper. Well, in the video, I lit that thing and I couldn't get it inside. I think I, it just had too big of a piece of paper and I couldn't get it in the neck of the bottle. So too much of it burned. So there's still a little bit of the, of the balloon sticking out. But I mean, you can put a softball sized balloon into this bottle. Well, the idea is that I had Delaney in the video and I had a little kid doing it in Sunday School Live to try to shove that balloon into that bottle on their own. Try. I don't care what you have to do. Get that thing in there, but you can't break the bottle and you can't pop the balloon. And so, of course, they can work as long as they want. They're never going to get it in there. Just flat out is impossible. You just can't do it. So um, then we said, well, there is a way to get into heaven. You know, some people try to force their way into heaven, like like Sarah did with, with Larry. You know, kind of try yeah. to beat their way into heaven. Well, that's not the way it works. You can do all the good works in the world, but if you don't have the ticket, you're not getting in. And so uh, we lit the paper, dropped it in, it sucked the balloon inside. And we talked about it's the only way to be saved is repent and be baptized in Jesus' name. Get the gift of the Holy Ghost and you're going to be saved and you're gonna, you can go to heaven. But the whole focus of the lesson was that that's not the end. A lot of people think you get the Holy Ghost and get baptized in Jesus' name and now you've, you've basically one living for God like you you beat the level right and now I'm getting going to heaven but that's just step one yeah. right I mean it's the foundation that's important but there's much more to it there's beauty of living for God and falling in love with Jesus is such an essential part of that and if you just try to do the minimum to get into heaven your life's going to be pretty pretty empty yeah. and so yeah. we talked about um Anyway, I, I did this lesson with the rice bowls. It's called the Chinese rice bowls. And if you look it up online, you'll see people that are far better at doing it than I. But you have two bowls. You fill one with rice. You put them together, kind of give them a little shake. And effectively, the rice doubles. And so there's rice spilling all over the place. Somehow, uh, there was more rice. And we said that you know, when, when you live for God and do the right things, God just has a way of just pouring out blessing after blessing that you never would have seen had you not you know, given, given your all. And then... You empty all the rice out of both bowls. The bowls are completely empty. You can hold them upside down, show the kids. And then you start pouring 
the empty bowls back and forth into each other and water starts coming out and then these empty bowls produce water and just how god keeps bringing it more and more giving us more and more beauty and blessings in our lives um it's just a it's a cool illusion um i I don't want to get lost in the weeds but basically it's a shallow bowl a deep bowl and one of the bowls has a has a a double layer that the water's in and you free it by taking a piece of tape off a little hole and then the water starts coming out so anyway poor explanation for a really cool trick um and that was it and then we had altar call and we played this song falling in love with jesus again and there were uh, there were some kids praying now i did find brother lee and, and this is just a learning curve with this whole live music playing the piano myself is i got stuck now i'm stuck at the piano right i mean we're having altar call these kids are praying i want to pray with them but i can't i can't move from that because the second i do it stops the music so <laughs> i got so frustrated i just got up and started praying with kids well the music stopped and they quit praying i was so frustrated i'm like ah oh, yeah yeah so we'll have to figure out something so next time you could learn the harmonica there you go you got a free hand the portable yeah i like that i like that <laughs> So, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a learning curve there. But anyway, that was our week. It was good. Talked about falling in love with Jesus. So anyway, Brother Lee, it's been an hour exactly. Okay. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to to add? No. uh, Hopefully uh, you've found something that may be helpful. And uh, that's what it's all about. But just get out there and just keep trying to do better. Absolutely. So if I didn't learn, if I learned nothing else from this last Sunday, Brother Lee, I learned the importance of just kind of facing your fear and just do do something that you're uncomfortable with, whether and just kind of regardless of what happens, just do it. So by playing the piano, I've never done that before. I'm telling you, that was like a big deal. I did not want to do that. But now the ice is broke. It's no big deal. And doing that object lesson that sat in my closet for an, a year and a half, and I never did it. And yes, it could have gone better. I was uh, anyway. I was kind of frustrated myself because it didn't go perfectly the way I wanted it to. But it was fine. Kids are forgiving. I mean, what better audience could we ever have than that classroom? So, yeah, yeah. if we want to uh, push ourselves, that's the best audience in the world to do it in front of. Well, you know, and, and uh, going back to the kids that I met on a uh, playground the other day is uh, is, and I think I might have talked about it before is um use work experiences and and things you you know like i i I, my wife actually that's what i told the kids is uh so i took a couple science classes you know whatever and some of the stuff that we do were just just basic science things and stuff but you can convert them into a, a, an object lesson if you just use some imagination and uh, so I told the kids I said yeah because I think the guy said his, his dad was a science teacher or something like that I said hey does he do any of this or something like I don't know what he said but you know what the, you can do you know you just kind of think outside the box and, and just or even just your own personal stories you know things that happen in life you know you can uh, apply them somehow in, in, in a lesson you know Yep, absolutely. Back to what we said last week. If you're not failing, <laughs> you're not trying hard enough. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, all right, Brother Lee, thank all you right. for another great week. And thank you for having me. Those out there that are listening, if you have any recommendations for topics you'd like us to cover, send an email to info at apostolicsundayschool.com. And until next time, we'll see you later. All right. All right. God Bye, bless. Everybody. See you. Bye bye.